0: Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I am David Wilson, joined, as always, by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat Writer at the Herald. Anthony, uh, you spent the day at American Airlines Arena today for media day. How was it?
1: Uh, It was um, what you would expect, a busy day. You know, all the players come through. Um, Eric Spolstra spoke for 45 minutes uh, to kick off me today. We hadn't spoken to Eric Spolstra since April. Uh, at end of season interviews so uh he had a lot to we had a lot to catch you know he had a lot to catch us up on i guess there were a lot of developments obviously this offseason um but it, you know it, it was good you know there i think this team we can get into it in a couple of minutes but this team it, it seems like they're really and every year they're optimistic and they'll say you know we feel like we can contend but it just seems like this is a, They're genuine about it this year like they really like this team they think there's potential there especially and you know, Spolcher t- touched on it that the East is kind of wide open. There were a lot of moving parts, a lot of changes. Um, so, you know, they think if everything breaks right, you know, they, they can really kind of, you know, make some noise here in this conference. So um, I think overall, you know, everyone's in good spirits. They're energized. Seems to be, re- everyone seems to be rejuvenated. It was a long offseason, no playoffs. Um, so everything was positive uh, today at media day.
0: Yeah, I I didn't get to go out there. I was busy uh, down in Coral Gables with some University of Miami stuff. But just kind of looking from afar, it does seem like, uh, you know, the energy is is pretty different than it was this time last year. Like, could you kind of just, like, feel – you know, we obviously – you know, last year – I remember one of the things we talked so much about at the beginning of the season was that it was just, like, the same team as last year. And maybe it gotten a little stale. I don't know. Do you kind of get the sense that just, you know, obviously – Having Jimmy gives just the boost um, because he's really good. But just, just, you feel like that kind of like that turnover that it's just kind of feels different is helpful kind of in its own way.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I think you could kind of sense it. And, and if you think well, back you are asking uh,
0: different questions. Like, you know, I, I guess it's simple as simple as that. They're talking about different things, right? Like, yeah, there's it's different, different things to think about.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a new, like, yeah, they made changes last year, but this was a change that. Is like alters the franchise. Like, this is a new face right. of the franchise, kind of perennial all star player. Um, and not only that, like you think back to last year, and you know, you start camp, DM was injured, James was injured. Like, there were a lot of it, it just was this year. I mean, Kelly's in a miss to start a camp, but he's expected to be back at some point during the preseason. He's the only one that's facing really an injury. Um, you know, the Heat from top to bottom, they really like their roster. I've talked to a lot of people inside the organization, and they really like Kendrick Nunn. There have been kind of... There's been an element of surprise with just how good he is. And we saw that in Summer League. And he's what? Your 13th, 12th, 13th guy on the roster? So, uh, you know, Eric's... Going back to Eric's exposure he touched on this too. He said, there, this quote-unquote positionless basketball, like, it's real with this team. There are a lot of guys who can play different positions. There are a lot of players who can play. So, you know, finding the right rotation that's kind of going to be the biggest question here in preseason. And it's going to be interesting to see kind of who, what, who fits what role. Um, Will Kendrick find some minutes Will Tyler hero? How, what role he be using? Will justice be used as a point guard? Like, will Jimmy be used as a point forward? Like there there are a lot of guys who play in different spots. So, um, you know, I, I think there, there is kind of this energy of like, okay, we have to find the right answer. we like the possibilities and they really like the potential of this, of this roster.
0: Yeah, last year, if if I like, Eric Spolstra spent a lot of seasons searching for answers and, you know, sometimes the answers just don't exist on the roster. This year, it feels like, you know, there might be some some time searching early in the season, but just having a guy like Jimmy is going to make, like, solving that equation a lot more fun. And one
1: other other thing, too, that I think Spolstra likes about this roster team is, you know, last year – Again, we talk about and whether you believe in it or not, this culture in this organization,
2: mm-hmm.
1: says, you know, players. Pat Riley alluded to it. There was some slippage last season, and Udonis talked about it today that he needs to correct that and make sure it doesn't happen again. But the addition of Jimmy Butler, a guy who works out at 4 a.m., who likes to work out at 4 a.m., um, he spoke. Said, "I love that our roster has have have a bunch of has a bunch of guys that." Pretty much- "Quote unquote legendary work ethics," Uh, Tyler Hero, hard worker. Myers Leonard, uh, known for like his crazy workouts in the gym and just Mm -hmm. on the basketball. Like Jimmy Butler, obviously. Um, Like this team is full of guys who are pretty much gym rats. So, and that's kind of like, again, whether you believe it or not, that's kind of the Heat's thing. So, I really think that you know Eric, whether he liked the roster last year or not, he obviously you never know. He he will never say whether he did or not, but. I really think, truthfully, he really likes this roster, and you can kind of sense it today that he he believes in it.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's kind of transition. I get some of the, some of the big like specific topics from the day. It seemed like there were two. Again, this is just from me kind of like mm-hmm. following it on Twitter from afar today, but it seemed like two of the, the biggest topics of conversation. Or uh, one was Dion, and, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But it seems like the kind of biggest one or at least the one that, that was big and, and just kind of feels most pressing is the ongoing like point guard debate, I guess for lack of a better word, that the justice uh versus Goran. I know they don't like thinking of it as justice versus Goran but um, you know, one of those guys has to be the starting point guard, sort of. Or or I guess do they? Isn't that kind of the whole point of what Spo was saying where with positionless basketball? What what yeah. was kind of your sense just from Talking to a couple of the guys today of what that lineup construction might look like, and you know, doesn't matter at all.
1: Well, Eric Spoelstra was asked by asked about it, and as expected, he downplayed the issue. But yeah. he said, "Look, and this is again to be expected. They play positionless basketball, which they do to a certain extent. Uh-huh. And to go back and label it as positions is kind of..." taking the conversation back 15 years, as Spolscher said. Like, it's just, yeah. that's not what the game is today. Um, but he did say, look, Justice is going to have the ball in his hands a lot, but so is Goron and so is Jimmy. Like, again, this team has a lot of guys who can run the offense. So to say Justice is going to have the ball 90% of the time and his hands are running the offense, that's just not going to happen. None of right. this roster. Um, yeah. I don't think that he really liked those comments that much, considering kind of the friction it could cause. I don't think it did, but it could cause between Goron and him or, other players i don't think they i think they understand what justice was saying but i don't think the way the way he expressed it i think they wish he would have done it differently but justice today really didn't back down from those comments you know he he wants to play point guard he says the position matters to him but then he also said really he's like if i'm a power forward i don't care as long as i'm bringing the ball up the court and I have the ball in my hands that's what i want so I think it's pretty clear. Justice wants to play with the ball in his hands. Like he's he's been pretty strong on that. Um, and but Justice again, like you like you mentioned, made it clear him and Goran are friends. He doesn't want this to be portrayed as a Goran versus Justice thing. It's just where Justice feels like he's best. He's best yeah. with the ball in his hands. So um, Goran can play off the ball. Justice Justice is not a bad spot up shooter. Um, so they could kind of trade off that role. Um, but figuring out kind of staggering lineups, figuring out which guy has the bonus hands at what, you know, at what time. um, It's all going to be issues that he's going to have to figure out over, you know, over the next few weeks and months.
0: Yeah. The, The whole position thing is kind of, it's like funny where it's, you know, the coaches always downplay it. I think even at this point, a lot of fans kind of are all in on, you know, positionless basketball, small ball basketball that they don't really like. You know, I think, a lot of fans kind of get it, like, that it doesn't really matter who the starting point guard is. But it does always kind of seem to be, like, you know, you see it probably a little bit more with guys who are, like, who want to be classified as power forwards rather than centers. And it probably makes a little bit more of a difference, um, just the physical toll. But, like, ultimately it doesn't matter, but it is kind of like this chemistry thing that, you know, obviously it's not a chemistry issue yet, but it is, like, this thing that the players clearly still care about what they're – Technical position is even if um, it ultimately doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Um, but I, again, it's a kind of it's a good problem to have. Obviously, to have two starting caliber point guards, even right. if, it, two it very is. different style of players. Obviously, it is.
1: And you know, look like I, I get Justice's side. Like you know, he's entering his fifth season. We saw that he's best obviously with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. But I also understand the Heat side where. Justice isn't just a point. Like, he does so many different things.
0: His value is in being – I think we talked about this last week. His value is in his versatility. Right.
1: And when you have Gorn on the roster, like, he was an all-star two years ago. He's still a good player when healthy. Yeah. It it can't be just Justice at point guard. Like, that's just not realistic. So, my guess is that they stagger. They, You know, I'm sure they'll play together. But most most often, I'm sure one will be on the court, one will be on the – It's just – it's going to be an ongoing thing. Um, But Justice will have I think it's pretty clear And from Spolstra's comments today Justice will have the ball A good amount He's going to play an on-ball role It just won't be 100% of the time
0: All right, Uh, Anthony had a chance to Talk with Justice for a little bit Today at Heat Media Day um, On a whole bunch of stuff Um, So we'll let you guys Take a quick listen to that here And we'll be uh, right back With some Dion Waiters talk
1: Right now we're joined by Heat forward guard do it all, Justice Winslow, whatever position. Um what what was kind of this off season? Bam was really out there, was talking a lot, of, you know, doing a lot of interviews. You were
2: had kind of quiet off season. What, what did you <laughs> focus on this year, this summer? That's why I was trying to improve. Um, I just focused on me. Really just uh, mentally and emotionally, just getting my myself in order, um so that I, I could be ready to um, take on the challenges of this team um, so what I mean by that is, is some things in my personal life or um, you know taking care of my body um, mentally um, and emotionally doing other things outside of basketball um, don't get me wrong I was working out all day all the time but just taking the time for myself is something that I felt that was important so um, I was out west you know I wasn't doing a bunch of interviews I wasn't doing a bunch of magazines This that and the third I was really just you know focusing on myself and um, I really kind of treated it like a, a getaway, um, a hiatus almost, mm-hmm. and um, really just focused on me.
1: You were in L.A., right? Yeah. I, I heard through, and this is not because you were walking around with a photographer, like a photographer, but I heard you are into photography. Yeah. yeah. Is that one of the things you, you like to wake up early, take photos of the sunrise, yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of thing? What what interests you about that?
2: Um, so me, I, I started doing it because I knew that once I got to L.A., my workouts were going to be super early, mm-hmm. so I did it to kind of prepare myself to wake up early. And then it, it just started to take on a life of its own. Um, I, w- I would wake up and take pictures of sunrise and meditate and just sit there in peace, mm-hmm. silence um, with my thoughts, relax and it, it was really kind of spiritual healing. Um, and then I started doing it with uh, other people. My mom, um, my friends, my brother. Um, I went with Spo one mm-hmm. morning. Really? So, um, you know, I'm going to try to do something with my, with my pictures for Art Basel um, cool. and do something like that. But Um, It's definitely a realm that I'm starting to get into, and I'm transitioning from, you know, hobby more so to, you know, real passionate work and, um, you know, possibly, you know, becoming a professional photographer, I
1: guess. Last year you spoke to me a little bit about that dark time you went through. Mm -hmm. How much are you past that? Just just with the success last season, the different tools you found, whether it's meditation, photography, kind of different outlets, how, I mean, is is it still a constant...
2: I don't, um, is yeah, it something it's, that you kind of you feel like you move past? It's a constant battle because um, just the way I deal with adversity—that's yeah. how it's going to be constant. And um, I think the biggest thing is I don't want to go back there, so I don't let myself. You know, I might be down a little bit throughout the day, but I don't let myself go down that slope right. again. So I think that's the biggest thing is my ability to recognize it now mm-hmm. and just snap out of it. You know, remember, you know, my purpose and what I'm grateful for and um, the impact that I can have on others. So. Um, I think the biggest thing is I recognize it more myself, whereas before I kind of just went down that, that, that hole without even knowing. Mm-hmm. And so my ability to recognize it, I think, um, has come a long way. But it, it's a daily it's a daily battle. Those type of things, mental health doesn't just go away. So.
1: The last two things, uh, basketball wise, the, the conversation always is what role is just going to be used. <laughs> you want to play with the ball. I don't know what, what, what I'm going to do. What, this what year. is the, for you? What do you envision as the perfect role for you?
2: Uh, starting point guard, um, playmaking, um, second team all-defense, um, most improved all-star, so whatever that picture looks like on the court, but I'm, I'm going to be doing everything, you know. Whether I'm bringing the ball up or not, I'm going to be making plays for my teammates. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to defend. So it's just a, it's just different, I mean, because we really truly are kind of positionless, yeah. and you got to be able to play with everyone, so... Yes, I will play point guard, but uh, I will not have the ball in my hands the entire game. I'm going to have to be off the ball. So,
1: mm. What have you learned about Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, in the, in the short time you've, you've gotten to know
2: him so far? That he's special. Um, that drive and that work ethic paired with um, good skill and talent in a basketball IQ like his, you know, he's special.
0: All right, we're back. Um couple more topics to hit on before we finish up uh let's start with dion here because uh he was kind of the one guy that no one really talked too much this off season. he was one of those the guy you had to follow his offseason through his instagram posts and the instagram posts were you know pretty impressive right like yeah. people excited uh what do you think of the new and improved down waiters today
1: um, you know, he's healthy. Number one, yeah. he looks to be in better shape. He says he's dropped 15 pounds. Honestly, I thought he, it looks like he's dropped more. Maybe he's added some muscle, but it looks like he's even dropped more than 15 pounds. He says he wants to lose more weight. Um, and you could just tell, like, he he says he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody, but I could kind of, I think it's pretty obvious he feels like he wants to prove people wrong for kind of just counting him out after last season and after the surgery, like, you know, we forget, like, that was a pretty serious ankle surgery. And yeah, he was out for a whole year. Out for a whole year, and the timetable was 12 yeah. to 16 months. He came back in 12 months, but... Yeah. I mean, if he would have missed the entire season, that I mean, that wouldn't have been out of the question. But he came back, he couldn't, you know, get probably in the best shape because, um, you know, he couldn't work out his normal regimen. He couldn't, you know, do conditioning as uh, probably as much as he would have liked to because of the injury he needed to get off the ankle. But you know, he he seems to, he says he's gonna be full go for camp. He's feeling through the summer he said he felt less and less pain with his ankle. Um, he says <laughs> kind of kinda of funny when it, and you will hear uh, now. I'm 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 uh, letting the cat out of the bag. I spoke to Dion um, <laughs> at me today. But he, he talked about kind of being when he's in humid environments, he'll he, he'll feel like the screws in his in his foot. Um, that he's like that's really the only time I feel it. But on the court, he says he feels good, he's dunking. Um, These are all good signs because the Heat need Dion to be close to what he was two, three years ago. Like they need that Dion on both ends of the court because when he is that, um, you know, he could honestly be the second best two-way player on this team, second or third best two-way player on this team when he's when he is that. Um, So I think he's a really big like wild card for this team, and whether they're the seven seed or the. Third or fourth seed, like a lot of that could depend on what Dion waiters do they get this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, Dion could be anywhere from like their fourth best player to like their ninth best player, pretty right. much, right? Like, right. nothing in that range would be surprising. Um, you know, he is, it wouldn't be a surprise if he's probably like the number three scorer on the team, right?
1: Maybe even number two. I mean, Let's say number two, if he's right, I mean, why not? He averaged 18 possibly. points two years ago. He could, he could be the second.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, and just the fact that you know, last year was obviously, I feel like he came in and you know he's always gonna play like this because that's just who Dion is. But he came in and tried to play a lot of hero ball, right? Like he mm-hmm. shoots a lot when he gets the ball. Um, and last year there was not, I mean, there were better options, obviously, but like there wasn't like a Jimmy Butler, you know? There, there was Dwayne Wade a little bit, and, you know, that was uh, kind of almost like, you know, like I said, Dion's going to chuck, but it's a lot easier to chuck when you don't have a guy who's, like, the guy you have to defer to. Like, I I think having a guy like Jimmy where maybe if Dion can sort of embrace being, like, the, you know, playing within his role a little bit more, then then it's going to be good Uh, for him just – making his job easier. It's better for just what his skill set is. And, you know, obviously he's, you know, he put work in in the off season because he wants, you know, to be as efficient, you know, or not as efficient, but as effective as he can be. Um, And I think there is certainly a role in this team that we've talked about a million times. He fills a role that no one else on this team does. Yeah.
1: And and you alluded to it too. Like last year, we didn't see the like the healthy Dion, obviously. And you could just tell, like
0: you thought he was still healthy, right? Like,
1: yeah, but like this is shot selection too. Like he was averaging out six point six threes a game. Like that's that's true. That's too much. Like I think that was like Steph Curry territory, and he he just wasn't driving to the basket as much. Like that, the the healthy Dion, the Dion you want, is a guy that's gonna break down his defender, get to the basket either finish or create for others. Like that's what he was doing 2 or 3 years ago. Yeah, he's not a bad three point shooter. He'll probably, he probably should take three a game around there, but six or close to seven a game like that was too much. So, I think you saw that. Like he was kind of tentative. He might have not not as been not not been as aggressive as usual just because he didn't have that confidence in his ankle. Um but I think we'll know kind of how he feels based on how he's playing and if we see that aggressive kind of slashing D on that that we saw uh in 2016 2017
0: yeah i mean he's the probably the guy like i know preseason nba like doesn't really matter even compared to like other sports but he's the one guy i'm like i feel like we can actually learn something you want to see right because we're just going to see how quick he is
1: yeah i totally agree i really think this preseason is going to be interesting for this team because there's like you know there's so many like new not even new players but guys in new roles like how is bam going to be a starting center Uh, How is Tyler Hero going to look? Who's going to start a point guard? Like, what is Jimmy going to look like with this team? The Dion factor, the James Johnson. Like, there's so many different storylines as far as, like, the kind of uncertainty with this roster and how it's going to look and how it's going to fit that I think preseason is going to be really important for this team.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Anthony alluded to it earlier, but he got to talk to Dion for a little bit today. Um, so why don't you guys take a listen to that, and we'll be uh, right back to finish up with just a uh, couple of last thoughts uh, before we get to the uh, NBA preseason, pretty much.
1: Joined <coughs> now by Heat guard Dion Waiters. Um, Dion, take us through take us through your offseason as far as kind of what you went through mentally and the growth you have made, kind of both mentally and physically, get to the point you are right now. Uh, you know, last year
3: wasn't the best for just. Coming off injury, um, just having to deal with it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of frustration, things like that. Uh, you know, just I wasn't myself at the end of the day. So, you know, just like I said, I dedicated, you know, this summer just to work, man, just to put the work in. You know, nothing else mattered. And just, you know, just stay with it, man. And it helped me physically, mentally. Compared, you talked a little bit about last year
1: at this time, you were held out of camp. I remember you and JJ were working on the side. Mm-hmm how much different you know mentally do you feel compared to that point where you were I think you were working with Anthony Carter a lot after practices that yeah, you're going to be a full to be
3: full go yeah full go no restriction no nothing mm. so uh you know I was excited um I'm excited last year it just was tough like I said man just you no know, my body just would not respond okay. how I wanted it to my foot man I had doubt about my foot just is the pain never going to go away mm-hmm. <clears throat> or or it was going to be or was it ever going to be able to, you know for me to deal with it you know what right. I'm saying and as the summer went on man the more I played the pain started you know do you even think about it at This, I mean no nah, the- I don't really think about it you know you feel you know if yeah. it's weird cause you know if like you got screws in you yeah, it's, so, a di- it's different if it, it rain you yeah. feel it like it's weird <laughs> yeah like so thankfully you're playing indoors yeah but I'm just saying like yeah no I get it you might just like it's just a little tingly you know just like mm-hmm. here and there you know it's not every day or it, it lets you know listen I need a break because, you know, you're going so hard three, four times. And they respond to you letting you know, like, right. Ice this thing, go get some treatment, things like that. Last couple of things. Um, at the end
1: of last season, Pat and Eric spoke. I'm sure they did it in the office with you and you were meeting with you, but they challenged you to kind of come back to training camp in better shape. How did you take that? And was it just
3: was it something you just accepted and used as motivation? Or, I mean, nah, how did you, how did man, you take it that? It when is what doing? it is. I think that's how I took it. It's like. Mm-hmm. It is what it is at that at that moment and it's only better, it's only you know what's best for you you know mm-hmm. so you know i did i didn't you know feel upset or anything like that i just took it mm-hmm. as you know a challenge mm-hmm. what can fans expect from you this year you're gonna see man i don't really want to talk about it be aggressive mm-hmm. play my game do what i do just yeah. Your drive to the basket were down last year
1: when you came back. You took it more, taking more threes. Is that hope to get back to nah, that driving? I mean, yeah, driving my campaign? driving,
3: yeah, you know. I'm definitely going to drive. Yeah. yeah, I'm driving for sure. I'm definitely going to drive. But that last year, this was, that's what they was giving me. Yeah. So you got to let people know that I can shoot too. Right. So if you give them that, you know, inside, outside game, you know, and you're making shots, you know, it's going to be tough to stop me.
0: Before we finish up, Anthony, I wanted to ask you about uh, Jimmy Butler because uh, you got to talk to him on Friday. Uh, we haven't recorded since then. I know we didn't talk immediately today, um, but I'm just kind of was curious of your first impressions, you know, first time talking to Jimmy Butler as a member of the Heat. Uh,
1: that he's really into Heat culture. I think he, talked, yeah. he I, I think he said the word culture like a hundred times during the press yeah. conference. It doesn't, but...
0: matter, it doesn't matter what you think of Heat culture because – Jimmy Butler thinks heat culture is real, right? Like yeah. you know, there's a whole sect of people are like, uh heat culture is kind of BS, it doesn't really mean anything, but it worked on Jimmy Butler that. Yeah, that-
1: like was whether you think it's real or not, like it really helped draw Jimmy to Miami. Yeah. So, it must be something. <laughs> and 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 we you know, I wrote the story earlier this off season, you know, why would he choose the heat over um staying in Philly, which is Right now you could say is the best team in the Eastern Conference or going to the Lakers or going to the Clippers, which had cap space to spend and those were reported options for him. Um, why would he go to the Heat, which right now you would most would say is probably are probably not as good as those teams. Um, it was the culture. Like Jimmy felt like it was a good fit for him. He explained why he thought it was a good fit for him. Like he likes some of the things he pointed out during the press conference, he likes that shoot arounds aren't just a walkthrough. Like Spolstra puts them, it's like a practice, like the Heat dude are practicing in shooter like they break a sweat. And Jimmy's like, I like that. I like that you have to have like a certain mentality to play for this organization. I like that they make things hard. Like that's Jimmy. So, um, you know, right now, he said all the right things. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see how and we've talked about this for the past few weeks, um, how things go when the heat maybe are on a three or four game losing streak, um, and Jimmy calls out a teammate potentially, or questions a coaching move um you know how will that how will that go at that you know how will jimmy fit in then um but i think so far so good um i think it is true like you see the heat of a history with these guys alonzo morning you know he was perceived to have this same personality when he got to miami it obviously worked out for him um he he's kind of like one of the faces of heat culture um this different guy like they've had these stories before and Jimmy just seems like that type of guy. So I think it's a good fit for both sides.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the Wade comparisons are probably going to, like, just hang or, linger around at least for a little while because obviously he's kind of passing the torch to him. They've got the Marquette connection. Seems like yeah. Wade was played at least some role in kind of pitching um, Jimmy. I don't know. Did, do you see any – I know it's just one time talking to him, but – I don't know, do you kind of see similarities? Do you, do you feel like he can obviously he's not going to replace Dwayne Wade, but yeah, he's a pretty effective, like next guy to have that torch of, of being the guy, being the leader?
1: Uh, I I think they're different. And yeah. I think they're gonna lead it in different like ways. Seems like they're different. Yeah, I think they're gonna lead in different ways. Like as as vocal as Dwayne was late in his career with guys, and Jimmy is another level. <laughs> Jimmy is a unique individual. Uh, I think his quote was, and I can't use expletives on here, so I won't use (laughs) the quote I'm thinking about. But the clean quote was, uh, "I'm a little extra at times, and that is probably putting it a little lightly." Uh, There were a few, there were a few curse words in his during his press conference, like, and nothing just, I mean, that's just in his vocabulary. Like that was just normal conversation. It wasn't like a confrontational answer, and just just the way he talks. Like he's just very, very authentic. I would say he's very authentic. He's very true to himself, and he's gonna he's gonna tell you what's on his mind for better or for worse. So I think in that way he's a little different than Dwayne. But look, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's gonna lean on Dwayne a lot this year in his first season with the team. I'm sure they're gonna be cu- talking a lot. Um, so you know maybe Dwayne helps him out, helps him you know kind of turn into a leader that he wants Jimmy to be. Um, but I think Jimmy's gonna do it a little differently than mm-hmm. Dwayne.
0: But you are excited to uh, cover Jimmy Butler this season, it sounds like. It's going to at least be interesting, right? He's going
1: to fill up a notebook, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, I think with that, uh, we will finish up. Um, we'll be back, though, next week once the first week of training camp is in the books. We get started. Well, this probably won't go up until Wednesday, so we will already be in training camp by the time most of you guys are listening to this. Um, so be sure to check out MiamiHerald.com. Um, all week long, and at this point, for the next like eight months, because <laughs> we'll have heat stuff every day from here on out. Um, be sure to follow.